The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Anytime I think about this story and I think about the influence that the Kloisenberger Rebbe had on the people who experienced what I am about to share with you, I think about just this expression, just one Shabbos. The power and the experience of this Shabbos that took place after the Second World War, for those who were there, is something that was absolutely unforgettable. Now we know, Rahman there were many, many people who lost so much of their Yiddishkeit during the Holocaust. And who are we to judge them? We can't blame them. We were not in their shoes. We don't know what they experienced. But one thing is for sure, the Kloisenberger Rebbe, after the war, in the DP camps, DP stands for displaced persons, these people who had no place to go, the Rebbe tried to inspire them, to tell them to keep their amuna, to keep their betochen, to keep Shabbos, and to remain close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wasn't an easy task, but he was in the DP camp called Felderfink. And the first Shabbos, the first Shabbos after the war, he got people together. He tried anyway. And he said in Yiddish, in his Hasidish accent, Magait Firin Shabbos, we're going to make Shabbos. And he tried to get a minion together to Davin Kabbalah Shabbos. Wasn't easy. Not too many people were interested in Davin Kabbalah Shabbos, that first Shabbos. And then he started telling people that they're going to have varms, they're going to have something warm, and that they would have chont on Shabbos. And he thought, you know, if I could get people to come to a meal on Shabbos, more people will certainly come. And he got some potatoes, he got some beans, and he got some yidden to make a chont that they would serve tomorrow on Shabbos morning. Now, I know this is unbelievable what I'm about to tell you. But there was a person who saw what was going on. I know this is horrendous. But he took a dead cat and he dropped the dead cat into that pot where they were making the chont. And of course it trafed up the pot, trafed up to everything. And there was just no way that they would now be able to eat that chont tomorrow. But the Kloisenberger Rebbe didn't give up. He put together a minion, barely had a minion, and they davened, Kabbalah Shabbos. And then he invited the people to the meal. Now, at the minion, he probably had 10 or 12 people. But for the meal, he had close to 50. There was a paper tablecloth on a table. Many of the people were coming just for the meal. Many of them were not even wearing yarmulkes, not even covering their heads. The Rebbe didn't say anything. He started singing Shom Aleichem. And he started crying. He was able to welcome the Hiligam Malachim. They could never sing that in the concentration camps. And if they did sing it, they sang it quietly to themselves. Maybe they just said it. Who could sing anything in the concentration camps? And he was singing Shalom Aleichem. And he was trying to get the people to join him. Some did. Most did. They just stood there. They were waiting for the food. And finally, he sang Tzeischem L'Shalom and kind of escorted the Malachim. 
as they left. And then he started saying the most incredible tefillah, Reboin Kalei Lamim. You have to see these words. I don't know if you say it every Friday night, but it is a very, very moving and special tefillah, especially the way the, way the Rebbe was saying it. I'd like to read you the words. And he was crying, and he said, And then he started going through the words of this tefillah, which of course he knew by heart. And then he said this, and he was crying, and the people couldn't believe it. I thank you, Hashem. And all the chesed that you did for me. And people were wondering, what chesed did Hashem do for him? He lost 10 children and his wife in the camps, in the Holocaust. His 11th child died in the camp later on because of illness. So here's a man who's thanking Hashem for the chesed that he did. What chesed are you talking about? And the people were crying together with him. They all understood the words that he was saying. And as he was crying and saying these words, there were people that ripped off part of the tablecloth and put it on their heads so at least they would have a head covering. And then he came to these words. Ona melech malchei hamlochim, deheilige malochim, meshosei elyein, sheyifkaduni berachim, that you remembered me with compassion. Now listen to this. He said these words. I lit my candles. And I set my bed. And then he said in Yiddish, Creator, I say just the opposite. That I lit my candles in Yerzog. You burned my bed. You burned my family. You took my wife. You took my 11 children. But still, and he said, I'm still lighting the candles. Even though you burned my bed, you burned my family. But still, I set the candles for Shabbos. And the people couldn't believe it. The emuna and the faith that he had. And he said, I love you so much that even though that he went through what he went through, still he was lighting the candles for Shabbos. And more and more people were crying with him. And when they felt his emunah betochen, as I said, they were ripping off part of the tablecloth and putting it over their heads. And then he continued with the Rabbin Kalilamim. Malchei HaSholim, Boyachem L'Sholim, Barchoni L'Sholim, bless me with peace. You know, the one who told me this story is Rab Nasi Muller, a tremendous machanach who was head of the Yeshiva Tverz Tzvi in Chicago. And he told me that there were so many people who were at that table Friday night in Felderfink, and that brought them back to Shmir Shabbos. And you know, Rab Nasi Muller said something phenomenal. He said, V'shomru v'nei Yisrael es ha-Shabbos. It's singular. Just one Shabbos. That inspired them to keep the Shabbos for generations. And because of that amuna and that faith, 
of the Kleisenberg Rebbe who went through so much and still was ready to light the candles even though his bed and his family was burned. That inspired the people to keep on the Shabbos. So it was only that, just one Shabbos that they saw and they experienced with the Rebbe. But that carried them for the rest of their lives that they should rebuild their families, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And you know something? When I sing and I say these words Friday night, I always think about these words, what it meant and how lucky we have to realize that we are in a free country wherever you're listening to this presentation. You're in a free country. Just remember that. We have Shabbos. We can celebrate Shabbos in the most beautiful way. And we owe it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be grateful. To be grateful that we have a family, that we have children and grandchildren that we could share a Shabbos with. That's what it's all about. That's what the Kloisenberger Rebbe wanted to accomplish in Feldofink. And that's what carries us till this very day. Let us just remember when we say this Rabbein Kalei it all started with just one Shabbos for so many of these people who still, their families are still keeping Shabbos today because of the great Kalei Rebbe. You've just enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.